<coughs> thankful tonight to have the Lord uh, lines things. They, uh, I've been reading, and we'll read over from Jeremiah uh, here. Been reading through, and, and, and I'm in the, the book of Jeremiah right now. And, uh, I know we preached not long ago uh, from Jeremiah, uh, but but just seemingly this morning as we were reading across some of these scriptures, the Lord just kept all day just just uh, thank you, uh, just a just a burden in our heart with them, and, and it's from familiar. It's in the sixth chapter, and from familiar, very familiar scriptures. Uh, things I've preached from, no doubt Cliff's probably preached from. We've heard preached, we've taught on it, we've read it, CD, many a time. But but just seemingly <clears throat> how the Lord has uh, kept us burdened with this all day. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, uh, I'll try to take my time here, but I, I just thought, and I was talking to a man kind of about these things today. You know, uh, you get to looking, and, and 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 I know we talk about so much how our our our, our times has changed and things that's going on. And I heard a man on the radio the other day, and, and it's it stuck with me. You know, we, we talk about how uh, that God's wrath and God's condemnation is getting ready to fall on our country. And if we truly open our eyes and look, it's falling on it now. It's here. It's not, we're not waiting on God's wrath. We're not waiting on punishment. It's here. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a taking hold in our nation. It's taking hold in our world. And, and, and I thought about that. And, and, and I think, I guess a lot maybe about Jeremiah. Because uh, Jeremiah was a man that, I mean, he saw the best and the worst. Of, of the people of God and of, of leadership in his day. <clears throat> and I guess as I think about him, uh, the further I'm going in my life, I kind of I kind of can relate in some aspects, as, as we all sitting in here can. Jeremiah, he, he, he got to see Josiah's rule. He got to see a man that, 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 that led by the leadership of God and by uh, uh, going out and destroying the, the, the bad things, the idols, the high... The, 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 the worship places of, of other gods. He saw a man that had a boldness and, and got to witness a, a great revival in his land at, at a point in his life. And, and then he comes on down and he gets to see the, the most wicked of the wicked that rules through some of the ones after Josiah. And he sees a place that once had, 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 had God uh, ruling over them and the joy of, of the, 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 the leadership of God on them, he saw that place getting deteriorated and brought down to a state of, of God's wrath uh, lay, laying upon them. And, and if you get to really truly studying Jeremiah and thinking about these days that, that he and some of the other prophets lived in, we can relate in that so much. I, I remember a day, Chad, in, in our, in, in, just as a small boy, and I thought about as Cliff said that during revival, you know, how he sat there and he felt like a little boy again, you know, sitting under some of that preach. I remember the days, even, even no older than I am, uh, when, when God had, the, the people respected God. Mm-hmm. And as Conley said, had a fear. There was a fear of God on, on our, on our nation, even on our leaders, even, even men that weren't godly men. Uh, you know, they, they, they even acknowledged who God was. They acknowledged our nation, you know, and if, if we got out from under the leadership in the hand of God, that we was a nation that would be in ruin. Even our leaders had that knowledge about them. 
But we're in a day now to where it's not acknowledged. Nobody wants God in, to retain Him in their, their mind. Nobody wants God mentioned. And, and we're living in some of the most wicked generations that, that, that we've ever seen. I mean, it's recorded down through the Word of God. We're not seeing anything new, but we're witnessing a nation that's on its way on a bad path. And and, and, and I guess I got to thinking about that as, 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 as we were reading our... This morning, and as it got to just kept coming to me, and 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 Conley stood up, and then it got even heavier on me because the very words he said is the very things that's been on my heart all day. And 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 I know, I know, I know. In the day we live in, this is something that to some people's controversial. To me, it's not. But it's in our hands whether we accept or reject. Conley said, we've got a choice to choose or to reject. That's not controversial. It's it's not something that can be disputed in the Word of God. There's a choice to be made. We're witnessing witnessing a time uh, when man is choosing ungodliness, choosing the world, and rejecting God. Rejecting Him on 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 a high scale. They want nothing to do with it. And the, the fear of those things, that, 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 that just like what we were talking about, it, it ought to be driving the church of God even harder than we've ever went to be getting closer to God, to be, to be praying for our people, to be a light in this world. It ought to be, I mean, it ought to just be driving us every moment. When we wake up, that ought to be the first thing on our mind and it ought to be the last thing on our mind when we go to bed. Our people's dying and going to hell. <clears throat> and, and we're coming to a time and God's wrath falling. Not, not some angry man, but I'm talking about God Almighty. I'm talking about the Creator of the world. That one that shakes the whole world. When an earthquake gets a hold. When a hurricane moves through. The God of heaven. Those natural things come through and man realizes there's nothing he can do. And, 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 and we've, got, we've, got, we've got people that, that, that are weather centers. We've got people that, that monitors earthquakes. We've got Why do they do that? Because they want to get ahead of it. Because when there's an earthquake moving through, they want to be able to warn people to where they can get out of the way of it. When there's a hurricane coming up out of the Gulf and down that way, they want to be able to track that thing and they'll, they'll, they'll put out a lot of different type of scenarios and it could hit here, it could hit there. And if they think it's going to hit your coast, they'll evacuate you. And they'll get you out of the way. I'm talking about that powerful thought. Those are small scale things. Yes. That's not even the full uh, uh, wrath of God right there. And it's going to fully fall on this place one day because what we see and what we view with our eyes, the temporary world that we live in, one of these days will be no more. This will be burnt. Even the elements of the air will melt with a fervent heat. I say all of that to, to truly... Help us to get a grasp on the day we live in. That the wrath of God is getting ready to fall on this place, Audrey. I mean, in its total and in its all power, it's getting ready to fall. And if our people ain't ready, they're going to succumb to that. 
Not just in a moment and it'll be gone, but I'm talking about an eternal torment, an eternal damnation. We ought to be about God's business stronger than we ever have. And I'll, read, I'll read my scripture. <clears throat> but I, I got to thinking, and like I say, very familiar, but but in the uh, uh, sixth chapter of Jeremiah, and I, and, I, and I may read quite a bit tonight. I don't know for sure how, how the Lord will uh, lead us in this, but I want to start maybe, uh, let me just start. Maybe in the, the 13th verse, and I'll work down from, from there. <clears throat> he says, For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness, covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abominations? Nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. And I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Therefore hear ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, Behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. And, and, and we could read on. There's, there's a whole lot in this that says basically a lot of the same things. How that God had sent out unto His people. A warning. He sent out unto them. A, 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 a warning that things is coming. And they said, we will not. That's what's rolled over in my soul all day. We will not. We won't hearken to you. We won't listen to you. We won't do what you say we need to do. And, and the Bible said there that they rejected it. And I thought about what a sad and scary time we're living in. The people that says, we will not. I watch it right here. I'm not, I'm not going worldwide. I'm going to narrow it down right here. Watch it right here, Cliff. Service after service. We will not. I saw some people from our church this week that I met, that I've known since I've been here. Love to see you Wednesday night. All I got was a smile. I said, all you got to do is you know but I saw it on their face when I invited them to come to the house of God. We will not. We can send the word out. We can put the call out. But I'm going to tell you what. They can reject it. They can turn it away. 
There's a lot today, as I said, that's saying that can't be done. And I'm not taking away from the sovereignty of God by saying that. He is a sovereign God. He is an all-powerful God. The most powerful. And I'm telling you, you may reject Him here. But there's one day that you won't reject who He is. You may turn Him away here. He gives us that ability, Cliff Baker. He gives us that ability in this flesh to receive or reject. And we can refuse it. We can turn it away. As much as it comes by, and as much as God deals, and as much as God draws. Are you telling me that the voice of God back in this day was no stronger than it is today? Well, now there's an end with a lost man ain't got an end with spirit. That's right. Lost man ain't got an end with spirit. That same powerful God that tried to bring Israel down to their knees in that day, that same powerful God that sent the word out through Jeremiah, that same God that sent the word out through Isaiah, Hezekiah, each one of the leaders in that day, that same God has got the same power. He's not weak in one bit. And in that day, they rejected Him. And they turned him away. And they said, We will not. There's people sitting on these pews down here, service after service. And I told you, you go back and follow the life of Jeremiah. He wept over them people. Yeah. He cried for them, CD. You say every time you come in here, remember our young people. CD had the burden. For young people in this church right here. They may not say a whole lot. But that comes out of him. And they suck behind it. He's got a burden. He's carrying that. And you know what? Every time there's a grand young. He says no Paul. I ain't going to make it. Some of these young people says no. I ain't going to be there. It just grieves you. I know. Every time I see them. And they just smile at me Cliff. And I see that we will not. All over them. I'm just smiling at you and I'm not going to be there. Ah, it breaks my heart. Just like we said, I just want to see happiness on my life. And the world don't bring it. The world ain't going to give it. They're living under And you read through these scriptures. Read through the 7th chapter. Through the 8th chapter. The ninth chapter. You read down through there and you'll see where they refused God. And they'd come to church every now and then. Then they'd go right back to worshiping the old gods. That's where people's at today. That's why they don't take nothing to church and back out the door because their heart's in the world. That's it. Their heart ain't in the church. But you want to know something? I believe like someone sitting in these pews, your heart's in the church. Your heart's with the Word of God. Your desires are for the things of God. And I still believe just like in that day, old Jeremiah said, as a fire shut up in his bones. I still believe today there's some people that's grounded in the truth. And we've got to continue to stand firm. 
Stand strong to keep a loving. It's commonly said, just keep a loving. As much as it hurt Jeremiah in that day, he didn't quit. Oh, he wanted to, but he couldn't. As much as it hurts you and you want to quit, you can't. You can't there's something wrong. You can quit, leave it, and not have a lick of problem out of it. Something wrong. You ain't got something that I got. Oh, there's times that I've, I've turned on it. I'm not going to stand up here and sound like I'm some perfect man. There's been times I've went the other way. But boy, I'm going to tell you something. When I started walking the other way, there's something got a hold of me and told me I was going the wrong way. And once I ever felt that separation between that spirit that I love so much, that something I leave off dragged me right back. Draw me from where I was walking and brought me to an altar of repentance. Yes. And I truly believe if you're his, he'll chastise you. Yeah. And he'll bring you back. If he don't chastise you, you're a bastard and not a son, the word of God says. We will not hear. We won't hearken. The word of God says he that hath an ear, let him hear. I thought a lot on that scripture. No, you probably have too. He's a tight ear, let him hear. There ain't one of them sitting in here today that I know of that ain't got an ear, natural ear. They might be hearing they stuck in them, things of that nature, but we've all got an ear. Yeah. You want to know something? You can sit on a pew and not hear. You can, I have, Cliff, I've sat right there looking right at a man before, and I've been thinking about everything else in the world I had to do. I'll be honest, I've looked at some of your faces and I know you wasn't looking at hearing me. I know it. But he that hath an ear, let him hear. If you come in here, Jay, wanting to hear, you'll hear. That's your choice. That's your choice. You can come in here and you can desire to hear the Word of God and you can have an ear to hear. Or you can choose to reject the Word. You'd be worried more about what you're going to do after the church than what's going on in your name. Just like I was talking about with that wreck over there today. Those people that were surrounding that wreck was wanting to help somebody. Well, there's a movement around there like crazy life the place. You can tell there's something serious going on. You can tell there was an emergency. You know all about it, Julian. You've been part of that. So when the call goes out, did you just wait and say, well, let me go in here and fix you something and I'll go heading out here after a while and I'll need that. Well, I tell you what, maybe I'll get out there tomorrow. Uh, they just called and said there's a building on the park. We'll try to maybe we'll get by there tomorrow. You didn't do that, did you? So when the call went out, you jerked your britches on and you was in the truck. You, you prayed for that, didn't you? You prayed for that moment when an emergency come up that you could have yourself ready and on the road in a split second. You want to know what's been happening around the houses of God anymore? We quit training. We quit working on knowing how to move when an emergency comes up. We don't get home no more and get a nose buried in that bug right there like we want to. 
We don't find our place to get along with God no more and get down and do any studying. That when an emergency arises and somebody needs you, maybe, maybe, maybe they don't call you up quick and say, hey, it's me, I'm your object, and I need you to help me. But boy, maybe you're laying there, maybe you're doing something that you really enjoy, and all of a sudden the call goes out. And it's from the dispatcher. It's the Spirit of God. And it moves on your life and it says, Judy, Eric needs you prayers. It says, Early, pray for me. Hey, God will move on the scene and He'll let us know when it's time. <sighs> when the call goes out, oh, you better get ready. You better be ready a split second to hit your knees, Bobby Griffin. You know what? Even us, a lot of times, God will knock on the window on answer and we say, we will not argue. We won't hear. I'm here to tell you seriously, son. <coughs> There wasn't nothing Jeremiah could do at that point to stop what was getting ready to happen. We preached a few weeks ago all over about the morning wind. About the coming wind. And how there was a call went out into them. There wasn't nothing Jeremiah could do to stop what was coming upon his people. But he could continue to send out the word, you better get your heart right with God. Because what's coming is all the way you're going to get through. That's the land that's coming. I can't stop what's coming upon this world, upon our nation. I'm telling you what, I'd make a hit to a few lines. And when the Lord gives to knocking on my life, when the Lord gives to moving on my life, I can say, I will, Lord. Whatever you want me to do, I will, Lord. Bound, you name it, whatever you want to say. He's he been through it. But you know what? He never quit telling the truth. Because he never quit loving it. And I told you, as I preached a little bit of this the other day, that he left my heart. I still believe he made a difference. Because them Hebrew children that went on down in there to captivity, they knew what the right thing was, didn't they? They know better than the king's meat. They know better than the vow of his gods. We can make a difference in some lives. If people sees the desire upon our life. I ain't fully got a hold of it, but I mean, there's something about the sixth chapter of Isaiah that has just been tearing me up. I even read through it again to see something or it, 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 but I, I'm thinking about the churches I'm reading. I'm thinking about the spiritual church. Let the Lord give me the full grasp on it here before long. We're here for a purpose. We're here to be a light. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't, if the church didn't make a difference in this world, we'd be out here. Yes. You know what happened, Cliff? He'd save us and he'd take us home. Yeah. 
He'd save us, he'd take us home. He'd save us, he'd take us home. The church is here for a reason. To be a light. Because there's some people that needs to see the light. There's a lost in nine world on their way to hell that needs to see the church. Sure, there's some that'll reject. And I'll say this, and it ruffles a failure, it'll just ruffle a failure. It's not because they're predetermined to go to hell. It's not because of that. But it's because they're going to reject. Because they want the world more than they want God. It's the truth. I read all through the Word of God about rejection. And refusal. And unwillingness to obey. When you're in the Old Testament. I'm going to you. You know what harping means? It's listening. It's lending an ear. If you look up the definition for it. It's giving your ear. Unto something. We're saved now by grace through faith and on the works. How can they hear without a preacher? Mm-hmm. How, how can they hear except to be seen? There's a word going out. He took the meeting whether we've been in our ear or not. We can choose to believe a lie, we can walk along and, and, and step off into hell, or we can believe the truth. And they won't hearken. And they won't come to it. But I promise you, there's some that will. You have to get rejected with God. Rejected some. I heard that again. Another man preaching on that this week. The most precious. What's the most precious thing to God? Is that You know what he did? He gave his son so that he could redeem us unto his son. As a bride. To glorify him. To give honor unto him. You reject his son. That's when it gets matters. That's when you'll get rejected. That's when you'll hear depart from me. I knew you not. We live in a serious, serious time. And we want to take it serious. To look into the faces of our people and say, I won't. We will not hear what you got to say. We've got to live it in front of them. We've got to continue. We don't need to be a stumbling block in the way. We need to be a light guide in the path. I'm going to read one other place for sure. And just bear with me. Over in Hebrews. As heavy as this was on my heart, this Savior. I thought about my mind. I 
it won't move. I believe God's not. Whatever the situation and whatever the reason, God's looking to confirm it by calling the reason, standing up and saying exactly what I had on my heart. And he wouldn't have burdened my heart with this. There's somebody that's been saying, I will not. Whatever's holding you back, whatever's making you keep your seat, I want to turn it loose. Because when the Lord gives an opportunity, you better take it. Because you don't know. You don't know if you'll ever get that again. That's how serious the message of Jeremiah was in that day. They could either hear it then, and, and if you read on over, they chose death rather than life. They chose death rather than life. The Lord's offering life. Let me tell you something about it, and I'll just go back to that wreck today. I don't know what happened, who it was, or how, whatever the situation. But if that person was injured and they saw death, they was, they was bleeding out and they know that that was their last moment. Don't you know they wanted everybody around them doing everything they could? The same. The people that knew how to handle themselves in that situation. I can grant you every time we come to church, I almost say there's somebody sitting in the house of God lost. You can believe it or not, but I'll just tell you, I believe it. Don't you think that person really... That on the inside makes you see just what a desperate situation they're in. And they need to see the church doing all they can to try to help them. And it might make it easier for them to sit there and quit saying, I will not. There's been people walked out of this church. And rejected God. And turned him away. And lifted their eyes in hell. You listen to this over here in the, in, in in Hebrews. I don't know if I said the twelfth chapter of Hebrews. And Just, just, just bear with me. I probably I'll just let me start in the sixteenth verse. In the sixteenth verse, it says, "Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright." Now, see, Jacob didn't steal it from him. He didn't steal it from him. Esau sold his birthright. Esau sold his birthright. I know the Bible says that, that and I, I wasn't even planning on stopping. Now, the Bible says in one place that Jacob had he loved, and Esau had he hated. The spirit of Esau is what God hated. He had a spirit of rejection in him for the things that should have been precious to him. He had that spirit of rejection in him. Because it said that he sold his birthright. He gave it away. It wasn't taken from him. He sold it. That's what's happening to a lot of people today. And if God hates them by sending them to hell, they're selling their birthright. They're selling away that that God has offered them and said they could have. 
and they're rejected. Now listen though. He says, for you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. You let that sink in. You let that sink in just a minute. If you're sitting here in your life, you may turn it away right now. You may sit. You may walk out the door. There's been a time when he sounds like that he wanted what he sold. He wanted what he gave away. He wanted what he rejected. But at that moment, he was rejected. That ought to scare us. We don't, we don't take serious the moment and the times that we're living in. And the, 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 the situations. The times we gather. The times when God sends a message. The times when God gives opportunity. I thought about how that a lot of times that we come to church and almost in our minds we're hoping. A lot of times we come in the house of God and we, we think, we think, we think, man, I, I just, I'm hard. I hope, I hope it kind of goes quick tonight. Especially these Wednesdays. How do you know that, preacher? My flesh feels it too. My old flesh feels it too. But as quick as my old flesh starts talking like that too, that fire down in my bones goes to church. You said, you know what? They might be somebody sitting there tonight and they'll be their last chance. And you do all you can in what I lead you in. You preach what I give you because they ain't going to hear without a preacher. Your faith comes by hearing you. Hearing comes by the Word. You better lend your ear. You better hearken unto the Word of God. And you better not reject it. It could be your last chance. It might be my last chance to stand and preach to you. And it might be your last chance to receive what God's got for you. Not proud. We're all Christians in here. Are we? Are we? Why did God send the word of Jeremiah today to you? Because there's people that are needed to hear it. Why did God stand calling to say the exact same thing I was getting ready to preach? Because there's somebody here that needs to hear it. There's a lot of times that within myself, if I got to worry about it, I'd say, well, somebody's going to get mad, they're going to thank your pointing fingers, they're going to say, but you know what? I don't care. You can say, you can think what you want, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. If you lost, you're going to hell. If you reject God, He will reject you. Mike, it ain't like your wife rejected you. It ain't like it ain't like it ain't like that. It's, it's God Almighty rejecting you. When He rejects, there's a wrath to come. That's right. Why? Because you've rejected His Son. Because you've refused His Son. Not because He's a mean God. Not because He's just out to get you. Not because He thought before the foundations of the world that you was going to hell anyway. No, 
No, it's because you rejected the darling Son of God that for God so loved this world that He gave. That He made a way when there was no way in heaven. When there was no hope for man finding appeasement in his sins. God Almighty gave the most precious thing to Himself. He gave His only begotten Son that they could smite Him, they could spit on Him, that they could beat Him, that they could crucify Him naked before this world, bearing our sins. You reject that gift right there, and God will reject you. You sit back and say, I will not. And one of these days when you say, Lord, I want to go to heaven, He'll say, no, you won't. I don't want to scare us to death. Because one of these days, depart from me. I never loved you. You rejected my son when I sent him your way. Now I'm going to lift your eyes in hell. I still don't love you. But if it's just what it'll be, it's what it'll be. I done told you on Jeremiah's day, these women believe a lie. And if anything's a lie, that's a lie. You've got a choice to make. You can choose life or choose death. It's in, it's in your court. That's the one thing you've got. You've got a, 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 an ability to do something about. It's when God knocks, you can answer, or you can leave the door shut. You follow with me if you don't believe it. For they could not endure... And and we just back up to the nineteenth. And and the sound, or did I read the eighteenth? Let me read the eighteenth. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words which which voice they heard in entreated. That the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if, if so, much, if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it should be, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. See, God, they had such a fear, they didn't even want to hear from Him. They wanted Moses. To do all the interceding, all the all everything that needed to be done, they wanted Moses to do it. They didn't want the commandments of God. They didn't want to hear the commandments of God. Said, and so terrible was the sight that Moses said, "I exceedingly fear and quake." But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Listen. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. You hear that, what you're coming to? This is not this is not goats and lambs. 
This is the blood of the Son of God that you're coming here. That's what's getting off of That's what's set before us as we sit here tonight. It's nothing else. And when the voice of God spoke over in that day, it struck fear in me. Struck fear in Moses. He was a man that desired the presence of God. He wanted to see God. And was allowed to see His higher parts. When God spoke, He quaked. Look, Baker, I seen it on you the other night. When the touch of God comes into man's life, oh, he's in fear. There's a quaking that takes place. You want to know what happens when he comes by and speaks to a lost soul? There's a fear and there's a quaking. See, they rejected God back in that day. Moses was up there getting into the land. They rose up to play. They rejected it. They turned it away. We just want to have fun. He's too much that goes along with, with, with this serving God. We just want to have fun. Let's make us a little image and let's worship it. They rejected God. They rejected His commandments. But we're coming into the ground. We're coming into the blood of His Son. The supreme sacrifice. You listen. He said, See that ye refuse not Him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused Him that spake on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from Him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now He hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word... Yet once more signify, signify the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. That those things which cannot be shaken may, be, may remain. Wherefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. There's some things I preached on. I preached on that soul Sunday just a little bit. There's some things in this earth that you should. There's one thing in my life that won't change. What is that? Now I'm telling you, here again. They some of them trying to build it back over there in Jerusalem. They some of them trying to resurrect it up out of the dirt again over there. But it's already been torn down several times. But there's a kingdom got resurrected in my soul. Yeah. There's a new Jerusalem that got established in my life. And it wasn't from this world. That's right. And it's got no no anchors on this side. No. No. Very honest. No, it comes. It comes through the blood of the daughter and son of God. Yeah. It's established and it. It's forevermore as He's sitting upon the throne of His kingdom. It'll not ever touch this dirt. No. It'll not never touch this dirt. No. 
He told me, he said, the kingdom of God do you, it comes not with observation. That right. is within you. I'm thankful for what's established on the inside. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Cliff, the Spirit of God gets to moving and the power of God comes by. Hey, this old flesh still gets to shaking. It gets to quaking. But you want to know what? Buddy, down in the kingdom, down on the inside of this little boy, down in my soul, there's some rejoicing going on down there in the kingdom of God. That place don't shake it. And that's what I want our people to get a hold of. Yeah. That's what I want them to get a hold of. Not these old natural lives. Yeah. Not, not the pastor of the church. Not the church building. I don't want them getting their eyes on man, on anything of this world. But I want them spiritual lives to get over. I want them to move in to the kingdom of God where nothing can shake them. You better say that you refuse not. That's what's coming for you. Remember what I was talking about? What a refuge it was to come in with the people of God? You know what I was talking about about old Jeremiah? Every day of his life, he was persecuted, ridiculed, imprisoned, you name it. But they certainly don't get excited. And something went down. Well, what do you reckon it was? Is that soon fired? <laughs> what do you reckon that was? Now shut up in his bones. Hey, it was the spirit and the hope of Jesus Christ, and he was a coming one day to establish a kingdom. Hey, old Jeremiah laid his eyes on some walls in this life. He got pulled down by the enemy, but he knew there's one coming whose walls would never shake. Boy, it does, don't it? We might say, I'd never do that. Boy, that's such a joy to me. We get excited over everything you want. I got something coming to be excited about. I got something that can't get shook. If it's if it's however long, they're gonna burn one day. There's a cheap cornerstone set up one day. On this rock comes up my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. All hell can shut this 
I'm like, the day the Lord stabbed me, I said, I'm not going to I can't even know what to put a smile every time you're here. And they don't leave me. They really don't. I think about that. Then you don't know what she means to me. I'll be, I'm not being mean, but I can look in here and I can see a lot of sour faces sometimes. I can look at Pam and she's always smiling. I want our people to have that. I want them to have the joy of this world in church. That's right. Oh, they might go through troubles, trials, tribulations. The Bible said we would. Yeah. And I'm very plain and I've always been very clear. I do not preach hell's wells. I don't preach you live for God and it'll all be roses and rainbows. No. No, because I preach the book. And he said in the world, you have tribulation. But he said in me, you have peace. Hey, even though the world's a shaking and a rocking and a reeling and a going to and fro, I can have peace. Breathe with me. I've overcome the world. Some people ain't going to find peace. They're going to quit saying we will not. That's right. You'll have to step out. You'll have to come to an honor. You'll have to give it all to the Lord. You know how much easier it was when I got saved than when I was lost? They need words to describe it. I told you before, this little man, even before I got sick, even before I got sick, God dealt with me to connect to my soul and tell me I watched. Probably about 18 years old. I'd get up in the middle of the night, we didn't go to church, and I'd go in there and live, and I'd get up to the edge of mom and daddy's bed, and they'd use it as a sleep, and I'd just sit there and I'd sit down because I was scared to be by myself. I'd sit down, they'd feel the bed move, and I'd hear them. They know. Here he is again. <laughs> I'll be honest, they got tired of me coming. I can hear them. What is it, baby? I'm scared. Afraid <laughs> I'm going to die. Tell them you're all right. Go on back to bed. They wouldn't in church at the time. That's all they know to tell me. I'd sit there and talk, 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 talk. It's been working, had a lot going on. Here I was, keeping them up all night. I'd go back and lay down that bed and I'd get so sick. I'd just throw up. I'd be scared. Hey, was a different thing. I know this stuff was right in my life. I'm about 12 years old and I got sick in this whole body. Sunday had grip on me. I know that's the way told me. I'm still scared. Mom and Steven went to church. Oh, they ain't know to do. Was to call somebody to come pray with you. I don't have to go into how sick I was. You know, I've said it before. I was in and out, fevers up and down, hallucinating and everything else. 
long sword that could come down where I asked him. I said, turn up at all. Come by and pray with me. They come by and get preaching the revival that night. I don't know what time it was. It don't matter. They come by calling someone and they said, said, you know, Lord. And I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, do you want food? Finally, somebody listen. Finally, somebody see what was going on in my life. Finally, somebody when the dispatcher called. They realized I better jump on the scene. He didn't say, I'm in revival. I'm tired. I'm going to go on. I'll see you tomorrow. Boy, he come over and it didn't matter what time of night it was. He knew there was an urgent need. He knew there's somebody on their way to hell and they needed they needed the church. That man got down with my bed. He said, Son, I'll pray with you all night. But Papa can't say it. He said, You're gonna have to call on him. You're gonna have to believe he died for your sins and he resurrected on the third day, and he conquered every fear you ever had. I say he's the word. Jesus. <laughs> there is a word for it. Jesus. I've said it. I don't know what I said. Words. I don't even know if there was a word come out of my mouth. Do you know what I did? I received him. I believed him. And I didn't say I knew him. I didn't reject him. I received him. It lifted off of me. It felt like another 10,000 pounds. Come off of me. Yeah. You, ever, you ever done that little trick? You stand in the doorway, Mike? You ever done that? Jay, you push your arms against the door like that. You stand there and all that pressure, pressure, pressure. And then you ever step outside the doors, you know what you can't help it, your arms start doing that. Because you've been under all that pressure for all that time. That night, I hadn't been out of bed in over two weeks. Mom and Daddy bathing me, Mom and Daddy feeding me, Mom and Daddy rushing me to the hospitals in the wee hours of the night. That night there, son, the Lord lifted me. I come up out of that bed and I tell them, I, I just a skinny, naked, 12-year-old boy didn't have on nothing but my drawers. I felt like I had the strength of Samson on me. I come up out of there, a loving on every neck I could get a hold of, and I said, Jesus, save me. I got found on foundation that ain't shook since then. I got established. I got a whole lot more I can tell you goes along with that. I just don't think I will. But I want to tell you this. I went on from that moment right there and I wasn't sick to the boy no more. Went back to every doctor that couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And well, all of a sudden they see what used to be there. There's a scar up in there that used to be. An old sister bull or whatever you call it that they couldn't find. And it was infected and it was just coming out of my sinuses and it was just feeding me full of poison. They found that after. Said, well, sometimes the body just kills itself. 
Brother Lord, boy, didn't know no better to tell the truth. I said, oh no, I got saved, Doc. And the Lord healed me. That scar you see, He just covered that on me. You know what? He done that on my on my soul too. Yes, yeah. this old heart. He come in. I don't play the force in my life and drag me down and not excite me. He did it. He put me a new one in there. I drove up to be a fifty one, we'll be fifty two in October. Fat two hundred and sixty pound man. It didn't used to be nothing. I still like nothing. And now I got saved, I went from a lost sinner on my way to hell to afford a good child of God. And I'm going to stand before you. I'm redeemed because I didn't reject. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. In some serious words, I will not. You make that today talking about the things talking about a speller that he know that had hate in his life. Or he this man had hate and he was telling this other man about it. Said something about said that I hate them. He said, son, he said, hate's a strong word. He said, hate's a strong feeling, too. I thought that. That made a lot of lot of sense. Maybe it don't to you. Yeah. It's more than a word. You let hate get down in you. Strong feeling. He'll eat you alive. Do you know what I got the night I got saved? Look. You wanna know why this world hates Jesus? Because he committed everything about the life. They rejected you. And you know what? They hate you. But you know what he said? He said, I hate you first. I hate you too. Mm-hmm. Then if you love the most, Tom, it's praying for these lost people, sometimes they're better than they hate you. You just keep loving. Just keep shining that light. I've said it before. I never, I never what you'd say ever hated my papa. But I'm going to tell you, as a little boy, I used to not like to get around you. I really didn't. He's he's pretty straight, stern. God has promised the truth. Now I got saved. He loved nobody no more. Right up to the day of his funeral. If he hated me, he wouldn't have told me the truth. I can tell you, I love him tonight. Each and every one of you. God help me to tell the truth according to the Word of God, not the truth according to what I find. I love you tonight. That's what the Lord's laid on her heart.